0: We there? All right. Well, welcome to uh, Leap of Faith podcast. This is Lorraine Montgomery and Jeremiah Campbell. Hello, hello. Hey, how are you doing there, Jeremiah?
1: I'm good. I'm good. How are you on this uh, on our New Year's Eve?
0: It is New Year's Eve. Uh, we don't know when all of the uh, listeners out there are actually listening to this, but for us, it's the uh, last day of 2022. And so Happy New Year to everybody and uh, praying for a blessed 20. No, what did I say? It's the last day of 2021. I'm so sorry. I'm having a major brain cramp. Last day of 2021.
1: Yes, yes. It's probably for most of us. It's a good end. It's time to end 21 and start 22.
0: (laughs) Holy cannoli. Yeah, it's definitely time to uh, to start fresh and hopefully (sighs) <sighs> it's it's going to be interesting to say the mm-hmm. least how this uh, year is going to pan out but i'm ready i'm so ready i'm thankful that we get to uh do this today on our last day of the year finish it yes. out on a, a good solid uh foot um any plans for the uh, ringing in the new year with your family
1: no we're just going to hang out and try to stay awake that's pretty much what we do.
0: <laughs> you know, this is going to be. Okay, so Joshua came over. They went surfing. And then uh, for. I was trying to get him and his girlfriend to come over tonight and ring in the new year with us. Mm-hmm. Because we're on California time. We have the luxury of being able to go to bed at nine instead of midnight. <laughs> <Night>. <laughs> so that's what we do. Uh, but I usually do like a little platter of like hors d'oeuvres and stuff and veggie things and, you know, just do snack. And, <clears throat> and then uh, we do sparkling cider because apparently there is a champagne shortage out there. Not that we do champagne anyway, um, but uh, yeah, there's a champagne shortage. Did you hear?
1: Uh, no, no. That's, that's how much we drink. We Yeah. I, I did. No idea. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I was so good. Okay, so
0: there was a toilet paper shortage, meat shortage, um, paper towel shortage, what else? I mean all kinds of stuff.
1: PlayStation shortage. What was it? A PlayStation shortage.
0: There was a PlayStation shortage. Well you would know about that.
1: There still is. We don't we don't have a PlayStation 5. Not that I'm looking to buy one, but you can't, so it doesn't matter.
0: Well, it's because it's made in China. You know, and then it's all stockpiled out in the harbor up in L.A. Everything is still sitting out there, apparently.
1: Well, there's a chip shortage for, like, all kinds of electronics, including electric vehicles.
0: Wow. Yeah. So if anybody's electric vehicle was to go out, they'd have a problem to get their car back turning?
1: It's it's manufacturing new ones. So this year, like, a bunch of different uh electric vehicles were supposed to hit the market and not as many did so you couldn't buy electric vehicles you know, it was really more difficult to buy one i think it still is you know like I, the new ford you know the the truck i think it's called the lightning yeah, yeah, yeah. no you don't know about
0: that yeah i'm, I'm so. so oblivious i you know i i buy used cars <laughs> 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 although there's a car shor- shortage as well yes yeah you know, it is what it is i yeah i don't um yeah i don't keep up with that i i have what i have we use it up wear mm-hmm. it out fix it whatever you know although i think i told you about my honda uh yeah pilot that i'm having uh, problems well, th- i told you that day i think I, we were talking about that day the last time we were talking but um they did get back to me, and I was so frustrated with this yeah. lady that I was talking to, this representative. Did we talk about this? We did. Oh my we gosh. Did. She just kept like saying the same thing over and over again. I'm just like, yeah. okay, who who's the next person above you? because you're not the CEO of Honda. There's yeah. nobody above me. I'm like, you're telling me you're the top of the pay grade. you're the like you're the you're the top of the heap. And she's like, there's nobody else. And I'm like, I just got I hung up on her. I was so frustrated with her.
1: <laughs> I used to use that tactic when I worked at a call center. I would I would say that too.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, very frustrating. And I just, you know, I'm 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 not there yet, but it's one of my to-do things, which we'll talk about later on the little things. So yeah. I'm gonna wait to let you know what my to-do list for next year is. So
1: yeah. anyway. Awesome.
0: So crazy, so crazy. So yeah, so we're going to do that and then every year we do the standard picture. I think I might have told you this. I don't remember. I can't remember what I told you from day to day. But So when the kids were little, I would set up my camera on a tripod and at midnight, right before midnight, I'd take a picture of us toasting in with a little cup. And our little tray of food and whatnot so we were all like happy and having a party and then like the next picture that i would have would uh, would be all of us like sleeping <laughs> all of us, like we're sacked out all laying on top of each other when we got kona kona joined in on the picture last year we got uh loki in on the picture it, so it's just a trend that we did yeah. so
1: yeah then you'll have to make like a video montage of it and put it up,
0: like for like a time capsule or something, like yeah. a, like a Facebook time capsule. i don't i' I'd, ha- I'd have to look all those up. I, yeah, that's actually kind of a cool idea,
1: <laughs> yeah, so you could mark it every year. It'd be kind of cute to see
0: that would be fun, yeah, I'll put, put that on my to- do list there you go <laughs> like I don't have anything else to do, <laughs> 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 all right, so uh, we are um what episode? yeah
1: 14.1 yes
0: yes and so we are on chapter 22 of luke Mm -hmm. um and we are kind of moving right along okay so sharon and i really quick i was telling her today that we started uh the old testament um in december i think it was december 12th of 2020 (laughs) and we are in the book of judges it took us uh that long to get through six books and so i can't huh
1: are y'all doing more than a chapter though, or
0: no, we do one again. That's where this whole concept came from.
1: So you also do that too. Okay, just one chapter a day.
0: One chapter a day. Uh, it took us a year to get through uh the new testament. Mm-hmm. So just to give everybody a heads up, it's gonna take us probably a year to get through the Bible if you do it with us, but well,
2: you're
0: test- going through the new testament, and we did Revelations twice last year, okay. So uh, we did it mid midway around May when things were kind of heating up with COVID.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, we just felt driven to do that. And then we did it with CBC when Ed did it at the end of this year, we did it again. So, cause he, I thought he did a pretty good job. I think he did uh, too. Yeah, it was interesting to me and I learned a lot more. But anyway, so if everybody's on a uh, target with us, which we should be done by, um, somewhere around October
2: mm-hmm.
0: so it's not hard um, and I'm going to put this out there to everybody um, start January 1st um, I I think we should repost our first episode just to kind of get everybody back on track and um, and start on the first and do five days a week with us one chapter at a time one bite at a time right that's yep. what we're about that's right so um yeah, I think that's a good way to start the new year off is uh, reading your Bible, one chapter. So. Yep. All right, so do you want to pray? Sure. Sure. Well,
1: let's right. pray. Heavenly Father, uh, we come before you now and we are so very thankful for the opportunity that we have uh, to be able to get together and share in this journey of, of reading a chapter a day. I've really uh, enjoyed this um, and i pray a blessing over every individual that decides to walk with us uh, whether listen or watch lord i pray a special blessing over those that are uh, deciding to get into your word even if, though it's just a little bit every day uh, that's exactly what we need uh, i pray uh, for a, a wonderful year and that it's coming to a close and that even though it's, you know, tomorrow's another day, uh, we tend to put a, a new beginning on this, Lord. And so for, for those of us that need uh, to start fresh and start over and start a new beginning, uh, I pray a blessing over this coming year for all of us and that we can be uh, more of what you want us to be, Lord. That's And that's my, my prayer for the year. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right. So. All right. Episode 14.1. Chapter 22. So we're starting to get into uh, what Christianity is all about. uh, About Jesus giving up his life for us. So uh, let's dig in. The Festival of Unleavened Bread, which is also called Passover, was approaching. The leading priests and teachers of religious law were plotting how to kill Jesus, but they were afraid of the people's reaction. Then Satan entered into Judas Iscariot, who was one of the 12 disciples, and he went to the leading priests and and captains of of the temple guard to discuss the best way to betray Jesus to them. They were delighted and they promised to give him money. So he agreed and began looking for an opportunity to betray Jesus so they could arrest him when the crowds weren't around. Now the festival of unleavened bread arrived when the Passover lamb was sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John ahead and said, go and prepare the Passover meal so we can eat it together. Where do you want us to prepare it? They asked him. He replied as soon as you enter jerusalem a man carrying a pitcher of water will meet you follow him at the house he enters say to the owner the teacher asks where is the guest room where i can eat the passover meal with my disciples he will take you upstairs to a large room that is already set up that is where you should prepare our meal then I'm sorry, they went off to the city and found everything just as Jesus had said, and they prepared the Passover meal there. When the time came, Jesus and the apostles sat down together at the table. Jesus said, I have been very eager to eat this Passover meal with you before my suffering begins. For I tell you now that I won't eat this meal again until its meaning is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. Then he said, take this and share it among yourselves for I will not drink wine again until the kingdom of God has come. He took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After supper, he took another cup of wine and said, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood, which is poured out as a sacrifice to you, for you. But here at this table, sitting among us as a friend, is the man who will betray me. For it has been determined that the son of man must die. But but what sorrow awaits the one who betrays him. The disciples began to ask each other which which of them would ever do such a thing. Then they began to argue among themselves about who would be the greatest among them. Jesus told them in this world, the kings and great men lorded over their people. Yet they are called friends of the people, but among you, it will be different. Those who are the greatest among you should take the lowest rank and the leader should be like a servant. Who is more important, the one who sits at the table or the one who serves? The one who sits at the table, of course, but not here, for I am among you as one who serves. You have stayed with me in my time of trial and just as my father has granted me a kingdom, I now grant you, the right to eat and drink at my table in my kingdom. And you will sit on thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Jesus predicts Peter's denial. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift each of you like wheat. But I have pleaded in prayer for you, Simon, that your faith should not fail. So when you have repented and turned to me again, strengthen your brothers. Peter said, Lord, I am ready to go to prison with you and even to die for you. But Jesus said, Peter, let me tell you something. Before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny me three times that you even know me. Then Jesus asked them, when I sent you out to preach the good news and you did not have money, a traveler's bag or any or an extra pair of sandals, did you need anything? No, they replied, but now he said, take your money and a traveler's bag. And if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one for the time has come for this prophecy about me to be fulfilled. He was counted among the rebels. Yes, everything written about me by the prophets will come true. Look, Lord, they replied, we have two swords among us. That's enough, he said. Jesus prays on the Mount of Olives. Then, accompanied by the disciples, Jesus left the upstairs room and went, as usual, to the Mount of Olives. There he told them, pray that you will not give in to temptation. He walked away about a stone's throw and knelt down and prayed. Father, if you are willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Then an angel from heaven appeared and strengthened him. He prayed more fervently and he was in such agony of spirit that his sweat fell to the ground like great drops of blood. At last he stood up again and returned to the disciples only to find them asleep, exhausted from grief. Why are you sleeping? He asked them. Get up and pray so that you will not give in to temptation. Jesus is betrayed and arrested. But even as Jesus said this, a crowd approached, led by Judas, one of the twelve disciples. Judas walked over to Jesus to greet him with a kiss. But Jesus said to G- Judas, but Jesus said, Judas, would you betray the son of man with a kiss? When the other disciples saw what was about to happen, they exclaimed, Lord, should we fight? We brought the swords. And one of them struck at the high priest's slave, slashing off his right ear. But Jesus said, no more of this. And he touched the man's ear and healed him. Then Jesus spoke to the leading priests, the captains of the temple guard, and the elders who had come for him. Am I some dangerous revolutionary? He asked. "That you come with swords and clubs to arrest me? Why didn't you arrest me in the temple? I was there every day. But this is your moment, the time when the power of darkness reigns. Peter denies Jesus. So they arrested him and led him to the high priest's home. And Peter followed at a distance. The guards lit a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat around it. And Peter joined them there. A servant girl noticed him in the firelight and began staring at him. Finally, she said, This man was one of Jesus's followers, but Peter denied it. Woman, I don't even know him. After a while, someone else looked at him and said, you must be one of them. No, man, I'm not, Peter retorted. About an hour later, someone else insisted, this must be one of them because he is a Galilean too, but Peter Peter said, man, I don't know what you are talking about. And immediately, while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed. At that moment, the Lord turned and looked at Peter. Suddenly, the Lord's words flashed through Peter's mind. Before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny, deny three times that you even know me. And Peter left the courtyard weeping bitterly. The guards in charge of Jesus began mocking and beating him. They blindfolded him and said, prophesy to us. Who hit you that time? And they hurled all they hurled all sorts of terrible insults at him. Jesus before the council. At daybreak, all the elders of the people assembled, including the leading priests and the teachers of religious law. Jesus was led before this high council, and they said, Tell us, are you the Messiah? But he replied, If I tell you, you won't believe me. And if I ask you a question, you won't answer. But from now on, the son of man will be seated in the place of power at God's right hand. They all shouted, so you are claiming to be the son of God. And he replied, you say that I am. Why do we need other witnesses? They said we ourselves heard him say it. All right. there was a lot of stuff in this video, in this uh, reading, so <laughs> lots. Yes. Um, so uh, let's go back to uh, the first section where Judas agrees to betray Jesus. Um, I thought it was interesting that Luke um, didn't go into detail, uh, as we've read in the past, about the 30 pieces of silver, Right, uh, and the whole conversation, they, it, he kind of just sort of, kind of just lightly touched on it, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was interesting as well. uh I never heard this before. I never, re- I, I guess, I this is again God giving us something new. um In three, it says Satan entered into Judas Iscariot. I, I know that um that's obvious i mean obviously he's going to do something against jesus uh but it just it didn't dawn on me that that was his um i don't know instigator i I didn't realize. i mean i knew satan was instigating it i get that Mm
2: -hmm. but
0: i never i've never read that before i mean i've read it but i didn't take it in right sorry
1: yeah no that's a that's a good point i mean because the Holy spirit wasn't in him yet. So,
0: right. I, that didn't occur to me either. Yeah. yeah. The Holy spirit hasn't come yet. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. That's a good way to to look at it. So yeah, of course, Satan inhabited him and, and led him to do that. Yeah. So, uh, did you, where did you, where did you start? Uh, did you start anywhere in particular? Well,
1: I just, in verse two, I just find it interesting how the religious, uh, the teachers were plotting to kill Jesus, but they were afraid of the people's reaction. It's mm. just, you know, stuck to me that they were afraid of how people would react to them to killing Jesus, and they were trying to find a loophole
0: in all of this. Yeah, and well, and it's it's popped up before, you know, mm. where they say that they're like, you know, they they ask him questions, he answers them, they're amazed by his answer and then they're like well we're not going to ask any more questions because i'm you know the people are you know they're fawning over jesus you know they're they're so pressed with him, and they don't you know they don't want to upset the people because they know that that's that's their way they're gonna they have to have the people turn on jesus in order for him to be killed
2: Right,
0: they're just waiting. They're waiting. They're waiting for their opportunity here, and it says that, you know. So he agreed and began looking for an opportunity to betray Jesus, so they could arrest him when the Mm -hmm. crowds weren't around. That's yeah, and that's what they did. And Jesus calls them out on it, right later on, and we'll get to that. (laughs) All right, sorry, it's it's so fascinating to me. Um, So I'm going to kind of summarize here you know Jesus again he's predicting where to go who to talk to and it all comes true you know just like he said when he was in Jerusalem when he enters Jerusalem and he's he's telling them go to the corner over there and you're going to see a young colt that's never been ridden before Uh, and then when somebody asks you why you're taking it just tell them that uh, the, the master needs it you know and they're like oh okay go ahead and take it and that's what happens again here right jesus tell jesus and you know you can't you can't orchestrate this stuff you know this is not orchestrated you know this is it. a to me when i read this jesus has people around him all the time Mm -hmm. he's like under scrutiny and he doesn't have a moment to try to orchestrate this like send him and and if he did Like, let's say, you know, he sends a message and says, hey, you have to get this upper room ready.
2: Right. Right.
0: That person is going to be like, hey, Jesus sent me a message. You know, this wasn't predicted. You know, somebody's going to call him out. And, you know, so when to me, this is all so incredibly real,
2: Mm.
0: you know, that Jesus is predicting this. And if he tried to orchestrate it again, he would have been called out.
1: Yeah, without somebody
0: telltale on them.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah, because they'd be there waiting for him too, I assume.
0: Exactly.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
0: you know, I, I just find it so amazing uh, how you know he's telling them, you know, go to the upper room, everything's gonna be set up for you. Now, something else that I, I never read before, which I thought was interesting, he takes a cup of wine. I've never I've never read this before, because when we do communion, we only do one cup of wine, one piece of bread. Right. Right so here. He takes the cup of wine uh, and he says that um, I will not drink wine again until the kingdom of God has come. And he takes the bread and he says, do this in remembrance of me, which is what we all do. But then he takes another cup. Did you did you know that he I didn't know this? that he says this cup is the new covenant. I I never knew that. Was that a sneeze?
1: No, it was a cough. It was
0: a cough. Okay, I was going to say, God bless you. Um, So in 20, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood, which is poured out as a sacrifice for you. So maybe it's the middle cup that we we never, or the first cup that we don't identify when we do uh, communion, because we all know that the, The blood and the second cup is all about his his blood, which is poured out in it as a sacrifice and the new covenant. Right. So I just thought that was kind of interesting.
1: Well, I guess because like I don't know, like do fancy people have do you drink something before you eat? Is that kind of what this is kind of representing like traditional dinner? You have the first drink, then you have the meal, and then you have the last drink?
0: I don't know. I don't know about that. I I, I, uh...
1: I mean, I like the fact, though, that he says here in in verse 15, I've been very eager to eat this Passover meal with you before suffering begins, uh, because I won't eat this meal again until its meaning is fulfilled. It's just, I think that's like the human side of him speaking, like, I want to enjoy this with you you've followed me you've been here with me and i'm just so happy to celebrate you know with with family
0: yeah yeah i underline that it's funny uh, i underline that as well um because he, he yeah i think he's saying i i i love you guys so much mm-hmm. and i'm so eager to it's just like anybody else it's like when do you not want to share a meal with your family right you know and this was his family yeah, mm-hmm. And it said that previously when they when they're like, oh, your mother's here. And he's like, well, yeah, that's my mom and that's my brothers. But everybody's my family. You know, right. this is you know, you're all part of the, the kingdom. And I think that's what he's saying here. He's like, I am so happy. And I think that's why we end up doing communion in church now
2: yeah.
0: <clears throat> as a representative of that. You know, you're sharing in the family.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, you're
0: all part of it. And you're celebrating the the covenant the new covenant
1: right i agree with that
0: very cool that's uh that's a good point i like that um then where was the next part that uh, i underlined in uh, 21 but here at the table sitting among us as a friend is the man who will betray me for it has been determined that the son of man must die we know that hmm but what sorrow awaits the one who betrays him. Yeah. How true that is, right? I,
1: I underline that. That really is, yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think that that's not just about Judas. I think that's talking about anybody who's betraying Jesus, right? right?
1: Yeah, I think that's for any, yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Because um, that's not a good
2: place to be. <laughs> No,
0: no. I mean, anybody who denies Jesus is, you know, condemned to hell, basically, you know. So I think that that's what he's saying here, you know. But of course, in this particular moment, it is about Judas. Right. But I think that in future, for future readings, I believe that this is about people who are denying him in this day and age. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and then of course, he talks about, you know, Being the greatest in 24. Am I going too fast? No, no. Okay.
1: No, that's, isn't that like a bunch of guys though that sit around and argue? Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to be the best. No, I'm the best. You know, it just seems like something guys would argue about.
0: Yeah. It's funny. Uh, Yeah. And brothers, uh,
1: you know. Yeah. Yeah. Especially brothers. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We have a running joke in my family. Uh, Who's number one? You know, everybody would say, you know, we're, I'm I'm Mom's favorite. We actually have yeah. T-shirts that we wear every year to our family reunion that says, "I'm Mom's favorite."
2: <laughs> I like. <laughs> we that. all wear it every year. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, I mean, Jesus is basically saying, you know, the the greatest among you are going to be the lowest, and the the mm-hmm. lowest are going to be the the ranked as the as the greatest right you know and again but not for i am among you as one who serves now he he is the greatest but he was born on this earth to be a servant that's exactly his that's why he came to this earth was to be a servant to us and uh to help us to get to heaven that's the whole the bridge you know and he knows that Mm -hmm. i also thought it was kind of cool because again. Here in 29, 28 and 29, um, you have stayed with me in my time of trial. And just as my father has granted me a kingdom, I now grant you the right. Now he's talking specifically to the 12 disciples. Well, actually, there's only 11 at this point because there's going to be 11. But uh, I now grant you the right to eat and drink at my table in my kingdom. And you will sit on thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. This is kind of uh, a foreshadowing or prophecy to Revelations, because that's what happens in Revelations. You, you not only read about the 12 tribes of Israel uh, during that time, but you're also reading about the 12 apostles. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of interesting. He was kind of giving us a little glimpse as to what's going to be coming. Um I'm sorry. Am I talking too much? No, no, no. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, guys. I know y'all are listening to us here. Um, So then we're going into Peter's denial. Um, So I thought it was kind of cool. Again, I don't remember ever reading this, but Jesus is really lamenting over Peter at this moment. And he's saying, you know, Simon, Simon, uh, Satan has asked to sift each of you like wheat but i have pleaded in prayer for you simon that your faith should not fail so he really doesn't want simon to fail obviously he you know he doesn't want him to deny him we know that right but so when you have repented and turned to me strengthen your brother so so he knows that peter is going to do what he's going to do he's going to realize what he did which he does we read that and then Peter becomes the the biggest advocate to for Jesus after you know Jesus dies and comes back. Uh, Peter is like the biggest you know disciple out there trying to get people on board. So uh, you know, and Peter's saying, "Lord, I'm ready to go to prison with you. You know, even to die with you." You know, so Peter's got the heart. You know, he really is trying. To be all that but you know And then of course Jesus comes back and he's like Before the rooster crows tomorrow you're going to Deny me three times that you even know me
1: Yeah so,
0: Well I love
1: I mean I what what I Took out of this section Here was How he talks to to Peter about So when you have repented And turned to me again strengthen your brothers Like even though the fact That you're going to do this Like that I love you And you're going to be better. Yeah. You know, um, there's a a quote and I can't think of the quote now that's from my favorite show, Doctor Who. Um, But he's talking to someone and this person betrayed, betrayed him. And even though this person betrayed him, essentially, he was saying, do you think that i love you so little or or actually it's care here it is i found it um, it says you betrayed i have to, i have to look it up cuz i get it, i get it right i love this quote you betrayed me betrayed my trust you betrayed our friendship you betrayed everything that i've ever stood everything that i've ever stood for you let me down do you think I care for you so little that betraying me would make a difference? Mm. You know, and I, I, that just makes me think of Jesus because it's like, he's, you know, we should be praying that we don't fall into temptation, but you know, we do. And do we think that Jesus loves us so little that that's going to make a difference? That's right. You know?
0: Yeah. That's, that's awesome, you know. See, you can find a little bit of niblets of Jesus even in Doctor Who.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> See, <laughs> we are we're a podcast for everybody. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, you know. Uh, I I I think that's an awesome point, you know that, uh, you know, Jesus, Peter, do you believe that I love you so little, mm-hmm. right? You know, that's not the case. You know, you can deny me, you can deny me, you can deny me, but I still love you and I'm still going to give you the opportunity. God is a God of redemption. He's a God of second chances and second chances and second chances. And, you know, we're going to keep messing up, but he's still going to give you opportunities. Even when he says that I'm not going to do that, because we just read that in Judges, And I don't, I think I mentioned it in a previous podcast this week, but, you know, God was just so done with the Israelites, you know, during that 400 400 year period,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. I think it's 400 years of judges. um, They were like, uh, it says it at the beginning of every chapter. It's like, and the Israelites went back to doing what they were doing and they were, you know, worshiping Baal and doing all sorts of stupid stuff. And then. They come back to God and they're like, you know, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And But there was a point where he's like, I'm done. You're on your own, you know. But then they came back and they're like, oh, please, God, please, please, please. And then he's like,
2: okay, I'm going to send
0: you another judge. I'm going to send you somebody else to help you. Because he doesn't want us to live in misery. He doesn't yeah. want us to live without him. He doesn't want us to be separated from him. He wants us all to be there in heaven with him. And that's what Jesus is telling Peter, you know.
2: So
0: I I thought that was kind of cool. But I just thought, you know, his heart was just so, you know. Yeah. I have pleaded in prayer for you, Simon. I mean, (laughs) Jesus is like specifically saying for him, you know, because he knows that he's going to become a very strong uh, witness for Jesus. Yeah. Um. And then you know, of course, we know the story where he's you know three times right? uh, they say it to him, right? Oh, no, no, we didn't get to that yet. Sorry.
2: We're almost there.
0: I'm jumping. Sorry, guys, I'm jumping. So um, I thought it was cool the way Jesus says to them, uh, when I sent you out to preach the good news and you did not have money, a traveler's bag. He said that quite a few times. Remember that? He's like, go out there, don't bring anything with you. And Jesus says, you know did you need anything and they're like no could you can you all hear him doing that you all hear him go didn't i tell you to go out and do and i could just hear them all going no you know with their heads you know (laughs) i could just see them feeling beaten down because they're like "Yeah."
2: yeah
0: and then uh you know he says you know but now he's saying take your money and a traveler's bag and if you don't have a sword sell your cloak and buy one Right. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if he already, and I, I think, you know, maybe Jesus knew that they were going to bring those swords with them when they went to go pray, because he's going to do one more miracle at in in the garden, right? right. He's gonna right. do one more miracle because he knows that Peter's hot headed. Um, and so you know, he's saying, Go ahead and bring it. And then they're like, Look, we have two swords among us. That's enough. I mean, that's foreshadowing to me, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then now, in the last couple of chapters, I think it says previously. I don't remember where it was. I think it was the very beginning. Uh, I I don't know in twenty twenty or twenty one. It says, and Jesus went every day to the Mount of Olives. Every day he went there. He was out there preaching. He was definitely available. You know, right. if the if the leaders of the religious law and the Pharisees wanted to get to him. He was making himself openly, you know, here I am. Come get me. Mm-hmm. Um, so here uh, Jesus prays on the Mount of Olives. Then accompanied by his disciples, Jesus left the upper room and went as usual. Right. Right. To the Mount of Olives. There he told them, pray that you will not give in to temptation. So he's like, you know, you all need to stay awake. Don't don't pray. Don't go into temptation. Don't you know, don't let your yeah. body. Right. Are you underlining the same stuff as I am? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then he walks away. About a stone's throw away. Now, how far can you throw a stone? I could probably do about 25 feet, maybe. You know, so he's only like yeah. Yeah. 25, maybe 50 feet away, depending upon how strong you are. You know, think of a baseball player, how far he has to, you know, throw a ball, right? Exactly. Okay. And then he starts to pray, right? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And he's so overwhelmed. You know, he's trying to get God to take away the suffering for him. I mean, he's like, I know what's coming. And I really don't want to do this. I mean, who does? You know, knowing what the the torment he's going to go through, the pain, the agony. And so he's actually... He's sweating blood. I mean, it's, I think that in other uh, books we've read that he's literally sweating blood. He's so stressed out over what he has to do. Right. Then the angel from heaven appeared and strengthened him. And he prayed more fervently. And he was in such agony of spirit that his sweat fell to the ground like great drops of blood. I think that's crazy. Um, yeah. And then at last he stood up and returned only to find the disciples asleep. Why are you sleeping? Get up. Come on. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> he's like wake up. Snap out
2: of it.
1: Well, um, what really got me thinking though was verse 42 where he's he's actually praying. He says, "Father, if you're willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine." Mm-hmm. So I think about, you know, when Jesus talks about ask and you shall receive. You know, and you, you what you pray for, right? Um, it's just so fitting that his what he actually wants is what the father's will is. That's right. You know, he's he's gonna say, I don't wanna suffer, but what I want is your will. And so I you know, that just makes me think about how how I pray and what I pray for when I pray for this or that or whatever it may be, you know. And it's not just simple to say well ask and and you'll get it from god because it's not necessarily what god's will is right right so we don't it's trying to tune our heart to praying to what god's will is and that's ultimately what we want and understanding that and getting to that point that's just what i you know comes to mind
0: yeah no and i underline the same thing uh you know yet i want your will to be done not mine you know, I remember way back when Rich was uh, debating on what to do and uh, whether there was seminary for going to medical school. It was like, you know, he didn't know which way to go. So, you know, we would pray every night, um, you know, put us in the right direction. You know, Lord, just lead us in the right direction. Let it be your will. Whatever you want us to do, we're going to do it. And. All the classes he needed fit into his schedule for medical school. Not one class fit for seminary, which I think is pretty interesting because God's okay. saying, okay, as much as I think, you know, maybe you might be a good minister or a good pastor, you need to go to medical school. This is where I want you to be.
2: Yeah.
0: Everything fell into place. And for all that time, it, and you know, I'm not saying that we're special. I'm not saying that, you know, we're not, we're not anything special, but we did what God was telling us to do. Have we always done that? No. Um, you know, who hasn't, who hasn't fallen off the bandwagon? But when we were praying in his will, things were falling into place. So, you know, and again, you know, there were things we wanted to stay in San Antonio. We did, we wanted to stay right, put, stay put right there. I prayed more fervently for him to stay and be stationed at uh, SAMC now. At the time, it was BAMC. I wanted him there more than anything. That's an army hospital. That wasn't for us. Uh, and so he got sent out here. Did we want that? No. Uh, right. But that's the way it went. Again, you know, and and let me just say, when I, I thought I was doing the right thing and I thought I was doing what God wanted me to do, Turned out to be a disaster for us. You know, him being here and us staying in San Antonio, complete disaster. You know, and I know that looking back, you don't see it until, you know, you're right. think of it. and I had people saying to me, they're like, I don't think you should stay here, Lorraine. I don't think that's what God wants. And I'm like, no, no, that's what God wants. He wants, you know, my kids to stay here and stay in school. I, I I was determined. I knew it. And I look back and I'm like, you know what? I was so wrong and I realize that now, you know, yeah. and it put a lot of stress on us. So you really need to figure out what God's will is. <laughs> right. Right. And stay on point. Sorry, I'm going off track here. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, what else do you have?
1: Um, well, I highlight the same thing as you at the, at the end of the chapter, you know, get up and pray so that you will not give into temptation. Um, just, you know, so much about praying. Again, you know, Jesus goes and prays every day. He's telling us how to pray. I mean, that's just, that's an important part of our life.
0: Absolutely. 100%.
1: Yeah.
0: Yep. And then going into uh, the part where uh, Judas uh, hands over Jesus with a kiss. And, you know, he said, uh, you know, I always... I always go back to Jesus Christ Superstar because I I just I love the the audio I, the original recording is amazing and we had that when I was growing up and I listened to that like every day. Now was that biblically correct? Uh, yeah, actually he's you know Andrew was it Andrew Lloyd Webber mm-hmm. is the uh, uh, he orchestrated it. He wrote the whole screenplay, the whole thing or whatever the play. And uh anyway, he stuck pretty close to, and I think he took it from Luke, and and because I, and I remember the guy playing Jesus, he's like singing it. He's like, "But Judas, must you betray me with a kiss?" You know, and I and that always just kind of percolated in me. You know, I just always thought, man, what a way to go. You know, to yeah. you turn over somebody like they might have been best friends. You know prior to this and here he is turning over his best friend with a kiss i mean that just always kind of resonated with me and then of course what i was saying earlier how uh i think jesus knew that the uh the apostles were going to bring their swords and one of them struck at the high priest's slave slashing off his ear Uh, i think we talked about this back in matthew where we knew that it was Peter who did right. it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, Jesus says no more of this. And he touched the man's ear and healed it. So I think this is like his, uh, like last hurrah, you know, yeah. like this is my last moment to show you who I am. And I am the son of God and I am the guy and I am going to heal this person one last time, even though you're coming here to arrest me. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to do something good for you.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And then, of course, at the end, how he points out you could have done this any day in the middle of the temple, but you wait until it's nighttime. We're alone. Because, again, they're avoiding the people's reaction.
0: Exactly. They're very sneaky. Yeah. You know, they're very devious. They're very sneaky. And, oh, I'm so sorry. Sorry, guys. I didn't turn my, rate, my ringer off. Did you hear that?
1: I Yes, we did. We all heard it.
0: I'm
2: so <laughs> sorry. Hang
0: on a second. Let me turn that. Shoot fire. Didn't mm-hmm. mean to do that. Hang on. Turn my ringer down. I was so excited to get into the word. I forgot. Sorry. Okay. All my family has the same song. I'll tell you about that later. Okay. <laughs> so uh, getting back <laughs> into it um yeah so they were just being sneaky and devious and they Mm -hmm. knew that and they knew that the people weren't going to be around you know and uh you know late at night maybe midnight who knows you know so and then we go into uh uh peter denying jesus and he does it the three times right right so, I mean, I, I I underlined a few things, but just, you know, this man was with one of Jesus's followers. Uh, woman, I don't know uh, what you're talking about. I don't know him, you know, and he's very persistent about it.
2: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Right? Right. But then at, while he was, this is amazing to me, in uh, 60, he says, and immediately while he was talking, while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed. Yeah, he didn't even get the last word out. Yeah. The rooster was crowing, right? Yeah. And then suddenly the Lord's words flashed through Peter's mind. Before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny three times that you even know me. And Peter left the courtyard weeping bitterly. I mean, he knew. I mean, he's like, oh, my gosh. Like, not even a half a day earlier, I was telling Jesus I was going to die for him. And yet here I am fulfilling that prophecy. I did it. I denied yeah.
1: him. Right? Well, and the, and the, what really hit me was at that moment, the Lord turned and looked at Peter. Like, isn't that the worst thing when you get caught doing something? Yes. They look at you. Yeah. They look at you, whoever it is, you're, you're doing whatever that you weren't supposed to do, or you said you wouldn't do. I mean, that's, that's the, that's the worst part of it. I know that he, he realizes it, but when, Jesus looks at you after you did something and you were like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Gosh. Yeah. That feeling of dread. Yeah. Yeah. I would weep bitterly too. I mean, that would just be piercing through me.
0: Well, and that, you know what? The, The sad thing that this is the last, this is the last look between them. Right. Was after he betrays him. This is the very last look that they actually get to see each other. Before Jesus is, you know, taken away with the guards and they start the the prophecy of, you know, beating him, mocking him, spitting on him, doing all the stuff that they're going to do to him. Um,
1: I don't think it was a look of anger. No, it doesn't say that the Lord was angry, but he just looks at Peter.
0: I think I think Jesus was just sad for Peter. Right. I really do. I think, you know, when you go back to. I have pleaded in prayer for you, Simon, back in 32. I mean, he's just like so desperate for Peter to do the right thing. He just wants him to really do it. And I think that, I think in that moment, the Lord turned and looked at Peter. I think he was just so sad. Uh, I don't think it was anger.
1: Yeah, (laughs) it is so much worse.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it is.
1: I can get over anger.
0: You know, I. Okay, so I'm going to confess something real quick. When I used to discipline my kids, and, I, you know, we had, uh, we had a, um, a sort of form that we would follow where, you know, they do something wrong. I would send them to the bathroom. They'd have to sit, think about what they did. They'd get a couple of swats for what they did wrong and they had to ask for, you know, say they were sorry, and they had to be, you know, ask for forgiveness. That was, you know, the, the protocol. Um, but there were times where I would actually muster up tears <laughs> to try to make them feel really bad, <laughs> to right. really try to drive it home. <laughs> yeah. But there were some times where I really was truly sad you know there were times where i was really 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 sad with whatever choice that they had made and uh i think that's what god was feeling here that was what jesus was feeling in that moment just yes i agree just his heart was just so broken for peter and yeah. he knew that peter was going to feel bad about this for the rest of his life you know okay. it doesn't matter you know you even when you get forgiven from god you still feel bad about the stupid stuff that you did you can't help it yeah that's just human right Exactly. Yeah, I don't think Jesus was angry at all at him. I just, I no. you know, I, I just felt really. And, you know, poor Peter, weeping bitterly. I mean, he was yeah. just, he knew. He knew exactly what he'd done. And then, of course, they take him, they blindfold him. You know, they're mocking him, you know, insulting him. Uh, and then, of course, you know, they're trying to get him to admit who he is. He never yeah. actually does. He never no. says it. But no. yet, here they are at the end. Why do we need other witnesses? You know, we've heard him say it. But he says, you're claiming it to be me. Yeah. Right?
1: Exactly. Yeah, um, I highlighted that. You say that I am.
0: Yeah. You know, so he never admits it. He never admits one way or the other. And he says it, too. He says, in his reply, if I tell you, you won't believe me. hmm and if I ask you a question, you won't answer. But from now on, the son of man will be seated in the place of power at God's right hand. So, yeah, he kind of does admit it in that. You know, he's saying, I'm the son of man. And then they're saying, so you are claiming to be the son of God. And he's saying, no, you're saying it. Finally, yeah. you're saying it. Yeah. So.
1: And because we know in, in previous chapters, he's he's told the disciples, don't tell them who I am. Yeah. They need to say it themselves
0: yeah, they need to figure it out and, and they will figure it out. Well, not, well, no, not all of them do, but anyway. So, all right. Well, that was some good stuff. Sorry. I'm scratching my eye here. It's always good. I I say that every day. I mean, I just, like you said, what a blessing. I mean, this is such a blessing to be able to end 2021, getting to do this, you know, Uh, it's just amazing to me. And, you know, uh, so wonderful. So good stuff. You know, I Sharon and I usually try to figure out a takeaway, uh, and uh, we've not done that. Maybe we'll start that in the new year, you know, trying to figure out what God's did. T- and not. we don't always get one. Like, we didn't get one today, uh-huh. you know. And I asked her, I'm like, did you get a takeaway? She's like, no, not really, because it was mostly a history that we were reading.
2: Sure, um, yeah.
0: So, but here... I think actually my takeaway for this, it just popped into my head, was, you know, your will be g- done doing yeah. and praying oh, in Jesus' will and God's will. I think that's our takeaway is uh, doing what God tells you to do. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. As tough as it is and as much as we don't want to do it and, and we can express we don't want to. I think that's the beauty of it, too, right, is we can tell God this is how we feel. You know, it's not just put our head down and do what he says, but we we have because of Jesus' death, we have that relationship now where we can say we don't like it or this. But but we we want your will. Yeah. So.
0: Well, and ultimately, you know, how many times, you know, have you read, you know, people think that the Old Testament is just a bunch of stories, but it's not. It's history. And it's the history of the the Israelites, and so so going back to that, like okay, for instance, you know Jonah and the whale, right? Yeah. Everybody thinks that's just a story. It's a fable. It's not. It's in the Bible, and if it's in the Bible, it's got to be real and it's true because it's God's history, and we've talked about that, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So we, if nobody knows this, but Jonah was uh, being told to go to Nineveh and to preach to them, right? Right. And he didn't want to go. And he didn't want to go so bad that he got on a boat and, <laughs> and starts to go in the opposite direction. And then the storm comes. And all the sailors are like, where did the storm come from? It just came out of nowhere. And, you know, Jonah's like, it's me. I did yeah. it. It's all me. Just throw me in the ocean. Just get me off the boat. and You guys are going to be safe. He gets thrown in the ocean. The whale eats him right swallows them down then he spits them out onto the shores of where oh Nineveh of all places (laughs) so again you know you can balk and you can try to not do what God wants you to tell to tell you to do but ultimately God's going to have his way yeah and he's going to want you to do what he wants you to do and you just got to figure out what it is so so be faithful and Uh, that's our takeaway, you know, do it in God's will, do what we're supposed to do in God's will. So
1: 100%.
0: Yeah. So, all right. Well, I think we are at the moment where, uh, if you haven't made a choice for Jesus, if you haven't decided to follow him and I apologize if you're listening, uh, the trash people are coming by right now. I'm so sorry. So I'm just giving you all a heads (laughs) up. I'm going to, this is real
1: life. This
0: is real life. This this is real time. We are not pretentious. We are, you know, (laughs) this is (laughs) us. (laughs) So yeah, the trash guys are coming through. People make phone calls to us. Uh, But anyway, um, we're going to go ahead and lead you guys in a prayer. If you have not made a, um, a choice for Jesus, this is your moment. We will never, ever not give you that opportunity. So At the end of the year, this might be your last time making that decision for today, for this year, for 2021. So uh, let me lead you in that prayer before the trash people come by. So (laughs) let's pray. Heavenly Father, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and I know I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your son Jesus. It's his perfect blood that covers all my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior, and I will follow you. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So if you said that prayer for the first time, congratulations. Uh, Welcome to the kingdom of heaven. Did you all notice that the trash cans went quiet when I said that prayer? (laughs) There's a reason. There's a reason why. And so say that prayer. In earnest, and uh, you are in the kingdom of heaven. So, we encourage you, right, uh, to get to a church. Yep. Uh, get to a pastor. Tell somebody. Check mark it in your book, in your Bible. Mark it down as today is the day of your salvation, and go celebrate.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. One hundred percent.
0: Yeah, Uh, we've also told you guys uh, to uh, encourage you to use this podcast. If you want to start a small group and read your Bible one chapter at a time, it's a good way to make friends uh, and uh, to spread the word, which is what uh, that's what our um, mission statement is, right?
1: Yes. Yes. Reading the word of God
0: into the world. Into the world exactly. So, I'm sorry, I talk a lot. Y'all know that it's I good can't talk. help it. No, it's good. So, so good stuff. That was really, just really, really good stuff. Ending this uh, year on this note is just, uh, it's amazing. It's a blessing to me. Um, what are we doing now? We're doing
1: the little things.
0: It's the little things. That's right.
1: It is the little things. No, so are we doing. What you wanted to be. When you're I'll running. do whatever
0: you want to do. If you want to do. Uh, we can do both. We can do both. I
1: if don't even really know time. what my goals are.
0: What? You
1: I do don't what? have a to-do list yet. I don't have a to-do list for next year yet.
0: I, I What was I saying that I was going to do? There was I was going to come back to something when we did the little things. What was it? Do you remember? I'm having a whole time. What was it?
1: I'm not good at quizzes. I don't remember.
0: I don't either. That's so sad. I'm so sorry. You know what? If anybody listening to this podcast uh, in this moment, if you uh, hear what we're saying, <laughs> send us a message. Uh, send us an email at our website. Uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Leapoffaithpodcast.org. Faith. Yes. Right? So,
2: yes. And it's
0: Lorraine at leap of faith podcast, right? Dot Yes. Org. Or Jeremiah. Remind me what I said because...
1: I know. <laughs> I know. probably when i hit stop on on record that's the moment war we'll member
0: it will come back i was gonna say there was something i was gonna do it's on my list did i write it no There was something mm. i was gonna do oh well anyway i really don't have i did have a couple of thoughts about things that i would like to do uh in the new year we decided that we're not going to use the word resolutions i uh, right. I'm always on a diet and I don't like to use the word diet. Uh, I like to change my eating patterns, is what I do.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't diet. Lifestyle don't...
0: change. Yeah. So uh, over the summer, I gained about four or five pounds and I'm about halfway through losing it. So obviously, I'm not so diligent that it's taken me, you know, five months to lose yeah. two pounds. <laughs> so yeah i mean weight loss is good getting in shape i know you guys had started uh, doing some stuff right
1: we did but then because of surgery and illness uh we have taken a little bit of a break and we are heading back which is i think the worst time to hit the gym right is everybody hits the gym this time of year but oh I mean, yeah we're already in the gym but yeah yeah it's gonna be more people
0: Well, you know, and with the Omicron and all the junk going on, I, you know, I set up, (coughs) excuse me, I started to set up a little gym. I have a, I have a treadmill. I've had my treadmill for probably six years now. I was really diligent using it when it was in my family room, but then it's an eyesore. So I moved it out to my garage Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and that's when it became a dust collector. So I think I need to get back to that. So I I would like to do that. But I also bought a weight bench and some weights. So I've got, you can't see it, but I've got the bye-bye arm. Mm -hmm. As you get older, it gets worse for women uh, if you're not actively lifting weights.
1: So (laughs) I just never heard it called that.
0: (laughs) Oh, the bye-bye arm? Oh, yeah. As you're waving, it's like... Oh you yeah, know, your whole underarm is jiggling along oh. with it okay funny story i gotta tell you my grandmother god rest her soul she used to sit next to me at the dinner table when we had large gatherings and i was like on the corner because i was a little kid so it was like my grandma's here my dad's over here and my grandma is eating her you know thing and her little arm is just you know hanging down and i used to play with it okay? so <laughs> And let me just say, my grandma was not one of those let's crawl into your lap kind of cuddle grandma. She didn't bake cookies, uh-huh. she didn't do any of that kind of stuff. She was uh-huh. a very hands-off grandma. So mm-hmm. for me to sit there playing with the old Italian <laughs> grandma. <laughs>
1: That's awesome. That is we awesome.
0: are entertaining, if anything. Wow. If anybody That's would really just listen, I mean, they'd be hearing some really entertaining wow. stuff.
1: That's great stuff there. <laughs> Love it.
0: yeah but the bye-bye arm that's what yeah trying to get rid of the bye-bye arm so
1: i'm gonna use that i'm gonna use that now yes
0: The well men don't really get the bye-bye arm
1: no 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 but they do get flabby in fact it was a few weeks ago my wife touched my arm she's like wow working out does work for you Like, oh, that just makes me feel sad. It was that bad, huh?
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: it is very bad.
2: Very, very, very bad. So uh, anyway, um, got a
0: little distraction there going on for a second. Sorry. No so uh, one other thing we wanted to talk about real quick. What was it? Uh, what we wanted to do when we were little kids? Right. Yeah. What something? What
1: did we want to do when we grew up?
0: Yeah. So, I told Jeremiah earlier that uh, I originally wanted to be a jockey. At five foot three, I wanted to be a jockey. Now, I lived in New Jersey. (laughs) A lot of horse farms going on over there. They
1: have horse racing,
0: right? They do have horse racing. they actually do have, I did used to go to some ranches. I used to ride my bike with my best friend and we'd go and we'd see some horse. Uh, they had like uh, jumping uh, right. contests, whatever those, equestrians,
2: yes. that kind
0: of stuff going on. So, but uh, yeah, we uh, we used to go do that, but I loved horses. I still love horses. I told Rich, I said, if we ever have a uh, a ranch somewhere, mm-hmm. I w- I would want to get horses but i don't want to take care of them like i don't want to shovel the manure and all that stuff i just want to ride them <laughs> right. so hopefully one day we'll be independently re- wealthy that we'll be able to do that <laughs> hire somebody like the the horse guy the pool guy you know there you <laughs> Every, go yeah yeah if we ever get to that i don't see that happening but
1: so my reina my middle daughter was doing horse riding for a few years And then she decided it was middle school and then she decided to quit to play basketball, but she was doing, and I didn't know, it wasn't, it wasn't Western writing. It was this kind of writing that was, I guess, English. And then like you would, she didn't jump anything, but you would have to wear costumes and like really like you had the, the horse had to really do what you were telling. You and there were different things that you would have to do. And she was really into that. And they were going to, the people we were with, I don't know that she could get a scholarship, but they were like, this is they and they told us like, there's some people that need to invest in this because it gets really expensive and other people that don't. And so we got to the point and they said, you are people that, you know, she's good enough. She should invest in this, but she decided to play basketball. But she did it for a couple of years.
0: That's an expensive uh, investment. Let it me just
1: say, right? Because we were, it was at the point where we had to decide whether we were gonna. I guess it's le- renting or leasing a horse or whatever. Like this would be her horse, and so we were on that discussion topic whether you know you got inside. If this is what you want to do, then we, we're gonna have to do it. And and what the only the the place that we were going was like an hour. Forty-five minutes to an hour away, so it wasn't, you know, around the neighborhood. But um, yeah, she didn't. She didn't want to do it anymore.
0: Yeah, oh, that's too bad. Yeah, I actually have done a little research around here because there's tons of horses out this way, especially when you start going uh, east, uh, going out to East County from uh-huh. here. Uh, there's like. Tons of horse farm out there. It's almost like going into Texas. Oh
2: man, wow. uh,
0: it's very very conservative. um You know, a lot of cowboys out there. It's kind of cool, you know, to go out that way. But I did. I started looking into uh, taking horseback riding lessons because it's actually good exercise. Yeah. You know, it's a good way to oh exercise. yeah.
2: She was
1: in pretty good shape when she was doing it.
0: Yeah. So I did. It. I did do a little research on that. So so. So you didn't, like, have any aspirations uh, of what you were going to be as a little boy? Come on. You wanted to be, like, Doctor Who or something. (laughs) No. Growing
1: up, like, you know, elementary and middle school, actually, probably the one thing that was on the front of my mind was becoming a priest.
2: Oh, I
0: think you've told me that before.
1: I, I was really, really, up until high school, I was really considering taking that path. Um, So I'm glad I didn't. Yeah, me too. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I was really like that was probably where I was going to go. It, you know, I don't know if we talked about it, I had a weird childhood, so I didn't really, I to be honest, I never saw myself married, kids, or even being this age for whatever reason. It was just nothing that ever came to mind. So uh, I, I'm I'm happy to be alive and have. <laughs> I guess as a kid I didn't think I'd make it this far I don't know but.
0: yeah <laughs> there are many times I almost didn't make it here so yes. you know but you know what it's really funny because you know God has a plan and yeah. it, it and I know that you know people think that that's just a little pat answer but it's really not and he uses people uh, again going back words when I was back at the church and I don't know if we've talked about you and I've talked about this I think But I had, uh, I got diagnosed with cervical cancer. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Um, And the day that I got diagnosed with it, I didn't know exactly what all the words were that I was being told. You know, Mm -hmm. I didn't know, I had to actually call Rich and say, you know, this happened, this happened, this is what they're telling me. And he was like, you can tell that he was very concerned. Mm -hmm. So it was was very intense. Anyway, I remember going, getting, I was at the church. I got in my car after this conversation with my, my doctor, got my car and I was listening to Caleb and the song, uh, he's not finished with me yet came on. And I, and that, and that resonated with me. I just, I felt such peace when I heard, I mean, people talk about how they hear the right song at the right time on Caleb. It really did happen to me. And I'm not promoting Caleb. I'm not, I'm, not a, I'm not advertising for them. By all means, I'm just saying what happened to me. Yeah. And um, I felt such peace when I heard that song. You know, he's not finished with me yet. And I knew it. I knew I was going to be okay. And I remember going to my doctor. Uh, and I remember, uh, you know, hearing from the I remember him saying stuff to me. And I was just like, look, am I going to die from this? And they said, and this is not normal. She's like, no, you're not going to die. So doctors don't promise things like that normally. Right, right. You know, and I'm like, okay, and we can fix this? Yes. And I'm like, good. You know, I just knew. I knew God was just not done with me yet. But there were plenty of times where I, I should not be here. There were many times prior to me being saved and turning my life over to Jesus. I got to say there were many, many times.
1: <laughs> uh, there's been times we, here recently that uh, I've been asked, why are you still alive after incidents?
2: Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. Gosh, We'll get into that maybe in a future little things about my couple of brushes with death.
0: Yes, and we'll <laughs> talk about that on another episode. Yes. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I can let me just say,
0: it, it, listeners, it, 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 listeners it. let me just say, Jeremiah and I could talk for hours, mm-hmm. hours. I mean, we used to get sidetracked at church, and we're like, okay, we got to, <laughs> yeah, to get back to work.
1: Yeah, work all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so many times. Well, all right. I think uh, I mean we can probably stretch this out for, like I said, another hour. But uh, you've got things to do. I got to get. If if anybody didn't notice, I got. Uh, somebody trying to open up my door which was my father-in-law I felt like that commercial for Folgers where the guy doesn't have his pants on and and the camera pans down or the one where the lady's got the coffee mug trying to hide her kid yes that that just happened to me (laughs) literally just happened so you know between the trash the phone and you know we are so real we are yes. so real. Yes. All right. Yes. Well, you want to close this out and say goodbye to everybody, or? Okay.
1: Yes. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> no, <was> a great- <laughs> Happy New Year. Uh, it's been a great three months, uh, and I'm just I'm excited to keep moving forward.
0: Yeah, me too. Happy New Year to everybody. Uh, if this is your first time listening to us, go back and listen to uh, Matthew chapter one. Which was from October first. If you want to start fresh reading your listening and reading your Bible one chapter at a time, start January first, which is tomorrow, Saturday. And uh we'll see you in twenty twenty two, right?
1: Yep. We sure will.
0: All right. Well, happy new year all. Talk to happy you
1: later. You. Bye.